0: What's up, guys? I'm Jared Lopes, and you're listening to the Dad Tired Podcast, where I'm helping everyday families learn how to follow Jesus in everyday life. How's it going, guys? Jared Lopes back with you here on the Dad Tired podcast, and it is good to be with you. For those of you that uh, had just stumbled upon the Dad Tired ministry, welcome. We're glad to have you. Thanks for finding us. Uh, Dad Tired is a ministry really just geared towards helping guys fall in love with Jesus, plain and simple. We don't uh, do anything fancy. Uh, We're never going to tell you like what to do or try to manage your behavior. We really just want to uh, point you towards Jesus. And we're convinced that if you fall in love with Jesus, that your heart will change and heart change lasts way longer than behavior modification. So uh, we're just trying to point guys towards Jesus. You can learn a lot more about what we do at dadtired.com. Uh go there and click the community tab. If you click the community tab, you will see guys uh, getting connected to each other in their area, but you'll also see a link that will shoot you over to a closed group on Facebook where there's a bunch of guys from around the world uh, who really are trying to take their faith and their family and their marriage very seriously. And we'd love to have you come be part of that group. Um, so dadtire.com, click the community tab and you can get connected with guys in your area and also um, to the closed group on Facebook. Um, i I sit down with guys all the time. It's kind of, uh, I've been in, in ministry for the last 12 years and sit down with guys all the time and process life. And, uh, we eat a meal or have a drink and just talk about life. It, um, I just told someone the other day, I, I always get phone calls or text messages. Usually when people are like something super exciting, or more often than not, when they've hit some kind of crisis, um, and so I, I I just get to share life with a lot of people and hear a lot of stories. But um, it's easy to tell the difference. <clears throat> excuse me. It's easy to tell the difference between a guy who um who has just got married or maybe is recently engaged and is just pumped like he's just stoked about life. Uh he's got the whole world ahead of him. He believes that God's favor is on him and that like good things are coming. Um there's a difference between that guy sitting down across from me and a guy who has seen the battlefield of marriage and who has been in it for a few years and um maybe doesn't have the same kind of pep in his step. Um and maybe it's just seen like some more stuff. They've gone through trials, maybe they've had kids and uh they job loss or they've experienced actual like death uh with friends or family. They're just more they have more stuff under their belt. Uh they've experienced more stuff in life. Um, and as a result, they're they're a little less like stoked about things. <laughs> they're a little less they don't have that pep in their step that the newly engaged Guy does, or the newly married guy does. And uh, there's a verse in Proverbs that says that he who finds a wife finds a good thing and finds favor from God. And you know, it's true, like when there's when you meet somebody who has just got engaged or recently married, that 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 verse like resonates with them deeply. They believe it, they believe that they have found a good thing. Like a wife is a good thing, they have found favor from the Lord, they are blessed. Um, And yet, for a lot of the guys that I sit across from uh, who have been in marriage for a while, they don't seem to resonate with that verse as deeply. In fact, most guys that I talk to are like struggling through their marriage and trying to figure out what it means to be a faithful, engaged, loving husband um, that isn't bitter towards his wife in one way or another. Because in some way, That wife, uh, the wife of the guy that I'm sitting across from, has let him down in some way. And oftentimes that letting down kind of turns into bitterness or anger or frustration or even at its worst divorce and hatred. Um, and the guy uh, that's been around in marriage for a while, most of the guys, in fact, a lot of the guys, maybe not most, but a lot of the guys that I sit across from um, certainly aren't talking like they are super blessed and that they found favor from the Lord and that they found a good thing. And so why? Like, why? how do you get from those two places? Um, we do premarital counseling, my wife and I, we do premarital counseling with couples in our home. How do you get from that place where couples are just stoked on life and they like feel blessed from God and they feel like they've got the favor of God and the husband or the to-be husband feels like he, he has found a good thing in his wife? How do you get from that to uh, a couple sitting in our living room or across the dinner table from us saying that they're questioning uh, whether they married the right person, or maybe they're on the verge of divorce, or maybe they don't say that as a couple, but the wife meets with my wife or the husband meets with uh, me? And and how do you get to that point where there's such a big disparity like between the two? I think that it starts with the premise, the very reason you and I chose to get married. And you could be... uh anywhere on this spectrum. We talk about spectrums a lot on the podcast. I think I said that word a lot last podcast, but we talk about this a lot, right? You can you can find yourself anywhere on here. Either one, you are that the husband that's just like stoked. You love your wife, not just, not just like that deep committed love, but you delight in her. You find joy in her. You can't wait to see her. You've got butterflies around her, uh, all that kind of stuff. You, you could be on that end of the spectrum. And on the other side, you could be, uh, maybe you're listening to this and you're actually on the verge of divorce Maybe you've contemplated divorce or leaving your family. I've met many, many men who have wanted to leave their families, to leave. Uh, their wife. And the only thing keeping them is the fact that they have kids. And in fact, they've even told themselves that once the kids are old enough to kind of process maturely or out of the house that they would leave, that they would get divorced. And brother, like if that's you, ma'am, just keep listening to this podcast. Uh, I Listen, I, I don't take any of that lightly. I don't um, I, I don't want to give you any like fluffy talk or try to like just tell you everything's going to be okay. Listen, I've been in the crappiness of marriage. I know what it's like to like trudge through the trenches of marriage. And so, uh, dude, I, I know where you're at, man. Hang in there, listen to this podcast, listen to a bunch of these podcasts, um, get involved in the online community. But um, wherever you're at on that spectrum of uh, delighted in marriage or just totally frustrated in marriage, I think it starts with, I think wherever. you're at, it starts with the premise, the very beginning. And I think uh, before I get into like exactly what I mean by that, let's go back to the very first couple, the very first married couple that we ever see in scripture. It's Adam and Eve uh, and they're in the garden. Uh, Before actually before even Eve showed up, uh, we have God creating things, right? Like God's creating the stars and the earth and the planets and the, the uh, galaxies and the uh, side note, just watch some, if you, if you've never heard, <laughs> if you've listened to me, this podcast, you know, I have ADD and this is an ADD moment. Uh, if you don't watch the show vice, um, or that it's a, it's an HBO like documentary news type show. It is so fascinating. They do such great, uh, work in the news industry. They bash on Christians a lot, which is kind of my only, I shouldn't say bash on, but they're, they're pretty like, uh, they are not conservative. <laughs> um, they just, uh, yeah, that sometimes it, I get the feeling that they think Christians are really dumb, which is unfortunate. I wish they wouldn't do that, but but a lot of their news stories are so fascinating and they just did one on space that was just like like they're trying to figure out the the, the smartest, brightest, most genius people that we have on the face of the earth in 2017 are saying we've got the best telescopes and we're looking into space and it literally doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense how these galaxies how big, big they are spin at the rate that they do and they don't just completely fly apart from each other. And so they've, they've called, they've developed a turn for, for the invisible, what they can't see They say there must be an invisible substance or an invisible like thing happening called black matter that holds all of this stuff together because scientifically uh, all of our calculations say it doesn't make sense. And I just watched an episode about that two days ago and literally was just like, thank you, Jesus, man. Even the smartest people on the face of the earth are still like their minds are blown and the deeper they get into it, the more their minds are blown. And dude, it's not like black matter. It's Jesus, it's the God of the universe, holding it all together in the palm of his hand, or as the, the Psalmist says that God breathed out the galaxies. Like we serve an incredible God. So if, if you hear nothing from this podcast today, I hope that you just take away this fact that you are just a blimp on the, the, the radar of, um, humanity of history. Like you are just a speck. You're here and gone. Your life is not the main thing. Your family, your story is not the main thing. There's a God bigger than all of this. And yet that God knows you. He knows every hair on your head. He knows every thought in your head. He knows uh, he knit you together in the womb. He delights in you. He cares about you. The thought of you brings him joy. Psalm says that he has so many good thoughts about you. About you, that they outnumber the grains of sand on the earth. So, bro, you are loved, man. You are loved by the same God that's holding the galaxies together that the smartest scientist in the world can't figure out. so there's a little ADD rant for you. Uh, all that to say, as God was breathing out those galaxies, as God was putting the stars together and the planets and the mountains and the oceans and the, the wild beasts and the field, as he's doing all of this, God is saying, it is good. Like, man, that's good. This is good. Look at what we created. This is good. This is good. And then God saves his His most prized possession for the last day, the sixth day. God creates man, Adam. And he says, this is good. This is really good. But then he says something really interesting. He says, it's not good for man to be alone. Now, this is super interesting because it's interesting that he says there's something not good in his creation before their sin. Think about that. No sin had entered into the world or into the galaxies. No bad thing had come into the equation yet. Everything that God was creating was good. And yet, God creates man and says, It's not good that man is alone. I will make a helper for him. And God creates for Adam a woman, a helper. Now, something also really interesting is God doesn't create for Adam a soulmate or best friend or just a companion or like the other half or the one. God creates for him a helper, a helper, meaning even in a sinless world, even in a world exactly as God designed it to be, Adam, man, needed a helper. He needed help. And thousands of years later, God is still creating helpers for us. (laughs) Uh, For us men, God is still creating helpers for us. We still need help. In fact, sin has now entered into the equation and we need help that much more. Um, And so... This is what I mean by the premise that our premise is wrong. I think that you and I and every other couple that has ever gotten married comes into marriage with this couple or, or we, I'm sorry with this thought. My spouse will bring me joy. They will give me more joy. I will be happier if I'm married to this person than if I were not married to this person. That's the premise that we come into, Uh, whether we say it out loud or we kind of believe it subtly in the back of our minds and our hearts is our thought is if we are married to this person, we will be happier than if we weren't married to them. And for a little while that works. Like, we're stoked about this woman. Like, we're excited about her. We explore all the mysteries of her. We don't fully know her yet, and we, like, chase after her heart, and we want to know what she likes and what she doesn't like and what makes her laugh and what makes her heart light up and what makes her cry and what breaks her heart. Like, we want to explore everything about her and get to know her and fall in love with her, and then we do, and for a while, there's, like, joy, and she's bringing us this sense of adventure and bringing out this manhood of like I'm going to hunt after the goodness of your heart. I'm going to chase after your love, you know, that like deep intrinsic uh part of us that just wants to chase after her heart and to win her over. And that's why you see newly engaged men and uh, newly married men, they're stoked because they're still in many ways in that phase. They're, they're, They're excited about the adventure of what's to come and what's to come with their wife. And then you don't see that in men who have been married for a long time because they're convinced themselves that they've learned everything there is to know about their wives. And in fact, what starts to happen is they become bitter towards their wife because their wife is no longer producing them joy. I have been there. I'm convinced that if you're listening to this podcast, you have been there. That your wife doesn't always give you joy. That, That she doesn't always produce for you happiness and excitement and fulfillment and adventure. And if you're not careful, what happens is bitterness creeps in. Or the thought that creeps in, crap, did I marry the wrong person? Like, should I have married somebody else? I see this woman or I see this couple, I remember this woman, like maybe I married the wrong person or maybe if I were not with this woman, I could find another woman who would make me happy again. And dude, I just want to remind you that God did not create marriage for your happiness, but for your holiness. Remember, in the garden, God did not create for Adam a soulmate, a best friend, a life partner, uh, all the things that would make him happy. He created for Adam a helper because Adam needed help. And listen, if you want to become more like Jesus, if you want to be the kind of man that God uh, wants you to be that he requires you to be, that he demands that you be, that he longs for you to be. If you want to be that kind of man, then you need a helper. There are areas of your life where you need help. And this is probably why your wife is opposite of you. Like there, I meet couples all the time who like laugh about, they feel like, oh my gosh, we're just so opposite. We're so different from each other. They're like this and I'm like this. Uh, he's super, uh, mellow and I'm super, uh, extroverted and, and he's good with money and I'm bad with money and he's really social and I'm not social and he's super, uh, faithful. And I always want to like go move and do new things like whatever it is. Right. There's always, every couple is like, we're just so different in so many ways. And listen, uh, despite you thinking that that's true just about you and your spouse, uh, what's true is that is almost always the case. And it's not just because of the cliche cliche saying that uh, opposites attract, it's because God has designed marriage that we would be helpers, that we would help each other, that we would spur each other on towards the, the kind of people that God has created us to be. Where you are lacking, God has created a partner for you so that you would grow in all the areas that you suck at. In fact, there are so many things. My wife and I could not be more different. And yet, we've been married for eight years, and just in eight short years, now when I get into a situation, she doesn't even have to be in the same room. If we get into a situation, or if I get into a situation, I can. Hear the situation, process the situation, and literally think to myself, what would Layla think at this exact moment? And by doing that, by having it so ingrained in my thinking that I've literally become one with my wife, that I have certain personality traits that are hers in me that I didn't have before I was married. She is helping me become more whole and more complete and more like the guy that God designed me to be and wants me to be and desires me to be. This is why you're opposite. This is why your wife has characteristics that you don't have. And this is why you have characteristics that your wife doesn't have. But listen, if your premise is that your wife would bring you joy, then dude, she will fail you. She will fail you. There's no human on earth. There's no woman or person on earth that can constantly make you happy. Uh, She is destined to fail. That should not be uh, your goal for her, is that she would always make you happy. She sucks at being God, and she cannot fulfill all those needs that you have. But if you see your wife as a helper, if you see her as someone that is designed by God to help you grow in character, To help you become the man that he desires you to be. Then, when you disagree, then when you get in a situation where you see 100% opposite of each other, when you come into it and you're like, crap, man, like we don't agree on this at all, then you can look at it as, as a gift. And you can say, man, okay, maybe God is trying to teach me something about my character. Maybe there's something about me that is short or lacking or a blind spot that I don't know about, and she is going to help me see a perspective that I don't currently have. And then when you read verses like James 1, where James says, consider it pure joy, brothers, when you encounter trials of many kinds because it's the testing of your faith so that you can become basically a more whole person. Uh, you get that. You get it because when you're in a trial with your wife, you're like, man, this is what it's for. It's not for my happiness. It's for my holiness that I would become more like Jesus, that I would start to learn things about God that I don't possess, but maybe my wife possesses and she can start to teach me things about God and about myself that I wouldn't otherwise know without her. Dude, your wife is a gift for your holiness. She is a gift because she is helping you become more like Jesus. And she may not even know that. She could just like, you could feel like she's a thorn in your side right now. Um, And that is still God using you for your growth and your development uh, so that you would become the man that he requires and desires and longs for you to be. Um, I've got a practical example, something else I want to share. I didn't want to do a whole podcast on this. It's kind of a little bonus thought. It's a, it's a, it's a practical example of how I saw this play out just the other day. Uh, if you're done on time, like see, ya. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening, but I'm going to give you a quick, quick, commercial break and just talk about, uh, our ministry for a second. And then when we come back, I want to give you a real practical, like bonus little, uh, feature here. So I'll be right back. What's up, guys? Traditionally in the church, men have been the hardest demographic to reach, and yet Dad Tired Ministry has successfully been able to engage guys from all around the world with the gospel, equipping and encouraging them to be the men that God has designed them to be. We're a non nonprofit ministry, which means we rely heavily on your support. If you love this podcast and believe in what we're doing, would you consider giving 19 bucks a month to help us keep going? You can do this by going to dadtired.com forward slash give. Thank you seriously for being on this journey with me and I can't tell you how excited I am to see what God does with our community in the years to come. Yeah, I just want to say again, thank you, guys. There, there's a bunch of you who donate every month to the ministry, and I just want to thank you for that. A lot of you asking, like, what, what does that go to? Like, when you say donate to the ministry, what is the Dad Tired Ministry? It, there's some real practical things. Like, it just helps this podcast stay up. Uh, it costs money to host a podcast. Uh, but it also helps um, just free some of my time, a little bit of my time, um, so that I can—I uh, pour 40, 50, 60 hours a week into Dad Tired. And so it allows me to um, justify that time— um, for my family, for my wife and kids that I can pour into it and uh, just continue to have vision for this ministry and see it grow. Um, I'm also helping, or I'm also writing a devotional for all the guys of Dad Tired. And uh, and it, it helps with stuff like that. Like we have to have graphic designers design the book cover and design the, uh, the inside layout. And we need editors. And then we have to like buy the thing and print it and like there's all kinds of uh, like costs that just it, it costs money to run a ministry uh, and for some of you you that doesn't make sense for you to like donate to that and so maybe you'll buy the book when it comes out that would be super helpful just buy the book and uh, hopefully it'll draw you closer to Jesus and you help support the ministry that way um, but for others of you like you're looking for cool things to give to like gospel centered things to give to if that's you man like give uh, give to the ministry more and more guys every week are coming uh, draw Closer to Jesus because of what Dad Tired is doing and this ministry is doing, and uh, if you want to give and uh, you're looking for some like tax deductible ways to contribute to the Kingdom of God, like this is a great way to do it. Uh, so anyway, that's kind of why we do that. Uh, that I, I won't always put that. I feel weird asking for money sometimes, but other times I get excited about what Jesus is doing in the ministry, and so. Um, and then I'm just like, dude, if you want to support like gospel-centered stuff, then like let's give all of our money to it, and like go, like let's go full speed and see God change the world. Anyway, let me give you a real practical example of how I saw this whole like we're different uh, scenario play out. Uh, so there's a couple good friends of mine. That just recently got engaged. They came over this week and and asked if I would officiate the wedding, which was super exciting. I love officiating weddings for my friends. It's uh, I feel like one of the coolest things I get to do for my friends. Um, so anyway, we're talking through stuff, and um, they were talking about. Uh, I'm I'm not going to go into. Tons of details because I know I've got a lot of podcast listeners, some who might be involved directly in the situation. But essentially, they're talking about the husband uh, is really like he loves to try new things. He 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 can easily move from city to city, or church to church, or thing to thing, and like just explore and go and go. Uh, and his wife, um, whom I'm. I've known for a really long time. She is like the definition of faithful. Like she will be faithful um, to everything that she commits to. Same thing for the, her, the rest of her life. Um, it, is, it is her God-given gift. Like it is God's characteristic in her. When I see her faithfulness, I'm reminded of God's faithfulness towards us. It's super cool. Um, very few people possess, especially in our um, generation. And in 2017, it's hard to find people who are that faithful. Um she's like that my wife is like that um but what i was telling her what I was telling each of them is, first I was telling him, dude, you need to appreciate that God-given quality about your wife. God has uniquely designed her and gifted her to be faithful. It's his characteristic. When God said, let us make man in our own image, that's what he meant. Like, let's put our characteristics inside of these humans. And that's what God did for her. Like, he put his faithfulness in her and we get to see a glimpse of God's faithfulness through her personality. And so I was telling him, like even though you want to move and you want to do all kinds of stuff and you you can bounce from place to place and person to person and relationship to relationship or friendship to friendship easy um, you need to lean into her faithfulness because it is God given and then I looked at her and I said in the same way you need to look at him and the way that he's moving and exploring being creative and taking risks this is also God given characteristics in him that you need to explore and so as a marriage. Married couple, right? When you have someone that's super faithful and someone that's like a risk taker who loves to explore and like move around, do different things, those two things can come to head. Like you'll, you'll, uh, you will, you will clash over this. And maybe you're a married couple that's, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe I'm describing your marriage right now. And you know this, like you don't look at it as this beautiful thing where you're opposite. You look at it as a super frustrating, uh, competing characteristics that you guys possess. What I was telling them, and I'm going to talk specifically about, well, let me say two things. Number one, this goes back to what I was just saying early in the podcast. This is God's design for you guys as a helper. He is... Put that person, your spouse in your life to help you grow in the characteristic that you are currently lacking in. So first we look at each other as a gift, not an opposition, not the other team, but on the same team, possessing qualities that we don't currently possess so that we can become more like Christ and be the guy that God designed us to be. So that's number one. Number two is specifically on faithfulness. So let me just talk about faithfulness for a second. Um, if this, especially if this is uh, an area in your marriage that you're wrestling with, what I told them is, it is so imperative that you know very, very clearly as a couple that you start to, as a couple, start to very clearly articulate what is God's unique design and calling for your specific marriage. Now, remember, marriage is not for happiness, but for holiness. He's brought you together so that you would help each other become more like Christ and also so that he could use you as a couple to reach the world for his kingdom and his glory. Another way you could say that is, would everyone that encounters you Friends, neighbors, coworkers, would everyone that encounters your marriage get a glimpse of heaven? Your marriage should be reflecting heaven and giving them glimpse of what heaven's like all the time. But when you start to understand what that looks like practically, like for your marriage, very specifically, what does it look like uniquely for you guys? Then you become faithful to that. Your calling is what you're faithful to. And so when you get in situations where you're like, ah, should I go to this job or not go to this job or should I go to this church or should we leave this church or she likes this church, but I don't like this church. And all the like details of your life that you have to explore together as a married couple. Um, when you're thinking through it, faithfulness wise, like, well, we said we would do it and I, I took the job, but maybe I don't want the job or uh, I said we'd go to this church, but, um, uh, something doesn't feel right, but, but maybe we should stick around cause we need to be faithful instead of being faithful to a job or to uh, a friendship or to a community group or Bible study or church or whatever, you will be faithful to what God has called you to as a couple. And when you know that, when you know God has called us to do XYZ, whatever is unique for you guys then you're faithful to that and your church and your friendships and your community groups and your Bible studies and your jobs and all kinds of things will change under that. And you don't have to feel the burden of feeling like, well, man, I was unfaithful because we were committed and now we don't feel committed or whatever, because you're being faithful to the thing that God has actually called you to. That's what, that's an easy concept to like, for me to describe to you, it's way harder to actually like implement that in person for you to in to like, actually do the work of figuring out how has God uniquely desired you. And that's a long process. My wife and I, Layla and I have been married eight years. We've struggled through a lot of crap, And we're just now starting to like scratch the surface and start to see some clarity on like what, how God has uniquely designed us for his kingdom and his glory. And now we're able to make some clear cut decisions like, nope, we shouldn't do that because it doesn't make sense for our calling. Or yes, we should do that because it does make sense for what God has called for us. Anyway, I'm getting super passionate about this topic expect to hear more and more from it just because as I'm discovering it, I want to help other uh, couples and other guys discover it as well. Anyway, uh, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. As always, if this is helpful for you, please uh, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review. Um, What that does, again, this isn't to like pat me on the back. What it does is it just keep, we're on the front page of iTunes. We've been on the front page of iTunes in the religion category and the Christianity category for uh, like nine months now. And the reason that is, is because you guys keep listening and because you keep leaving reviews and iTunes is saying, ah, this must be good stuff. So if that happens, then more and more guys get to hear the gospel, more and more people get exposed to the gospel. It's just another way that you can help see God's kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven. That's what's most important. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Later.